0: Happy Wednesday, guys, and welcome to episode 12 of Crave the Book. Today, Amber and I covered chapters 41 through 44 of Tracy Wolf's Crave series, and wow, do we have a whole lot to talk about this episode. That's why it runs a little bit longer, but we have some major, major fan theories based on some of the information that we get during Grace's little chat with Uncle Finn and his big revelation that he wants to send her home back to Los Angeles. So, guys, without further ado, let's get started. What's up, guys? It's episode 12 of Crave the Book. <laughs> Today we're going to be covering chapters 41 through 44. Um, big revelations going on in this episode, and Amber and I kind of talked back and forth as we did our reread, and wow. There's a lot of foreshadowing that we had completely forgotten about from our first read-through. So this should be a pretty fun episode. Um, I did want to give a quick disclaimer on Amber's behalf that she's a little sick. So if she sounds a little different than normal or if she needs to sniffle, we will still love her for her sniffles. But speaking of which, Amber, do you want to let them know how we kind of uh, give them their warning for spoilers? Yes, so like every
1: week, if you hear this noise, (gasps) the wolf howl signifies that we have finished this week's episode's chapter review, and we are about to go on to some spoiler topics. So if you are trying to avoid any spoilers or surprises for the rest of the Crave series, um, then please make sure to drop out of the podcast. Otherwise, we might ruin anything for you. And we don't want to do that. So listen out for the howl. And if you haven't read past these chapters in any of the books, right up till Covet, then please make sure
0: that we're not going to ruin your day. Absolutely. And I actually saw in one of the YA group someone was really they were like i am so annoyed that court got pushed back again and i'm (laughs) like i saw that i'm like guys it's a world paper shortage so everybody be considerate about your authors right now give them some love they are just me and me (laughs) yeah oh yeah (laughs) and ever me sympathy i can't get envelopes anywhere yeah amber runs a business that requires paper um so yeah they're just as stressed about these book delays, as you are, if not more so. Um, I have a book coming out in January and I'm very stressed that there might be some interruptions in the printing of it. So be supportive, show them some love. And that's the reason why um, I assume she scheduled uh, the Insider's Guide to Catmere Academy to release on that day, just to hold us over, to be nice. And that's releasing on digital. So Uh, No paper needed. But let's go ahead and And jump... And the anticipation will make the book even better. Oh, yeah. Especially because I'm sure we're going to get some good revelations in this Guide to Katmere Academy. So a lot went down in these chapters that we read. It was 41 through 44. Uh, Basically... Grace knows. We found that out in our last episode. Grace is now aware that Catmere Academy is basically Monster High. And there are dragons and werewolves and witches and vampires roaming the school. And she just happens to be the one human. Which has to feel pretty awkward for her when her and Macy go down into the lunchroom. Uh, because everyone is staring at her. And now it's not just a new girl awareness now she knows it's because she's the human girl. And not only is she the human girl, she's the human girl that Jackson is suddenly paying a lot of attention to, which we don't exactly know why yet, but apparently he is a super big dill. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, like a nice big dill. He is the biggest pickle. Um, <laughs> the, the biggest of the dills. So I, I, grace is afraid to start like classifying all of the (laughs) different people
1: she sees um like werewolves walking or people who are really athletic and like bounding around she's like well they must be werewolves and she's like wait am i being
0: prejudiced right now am i a speciesist yeah i don't i don't know that would be like i think that's just being observant i think that it's a bigger it's not like an it's not like ethnicity like you're wondering where they come from but really it doesn't have any weight on their character like this this literally is their whole deal is that they yeah it's not just their skin color it's actually
1: their entire physical bodies yeah and also she only really has to work out four factions so she's got a 25 percent chance of getting it right
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean we already know that there's more than that there are other species out there these are just the ones that attend catmere so you know there's like the werecrabs the werecrabs exactly (laughs) so um she's kind of looking at everybody and trying to figure out who everyone is and then she remembers that like jackson and leah went outside and it wasn't like a super duper sunny day but i mean they were they were outside and they didn't burst into flames and i'm just thinking why didn't she check for sparkles like just (laughs) just a couple sparkles just a few like maybe maybe like on their on their cheeks like a highlight you know
1: (laughs) nice like body glitter (laughs) yeah (laughs) i i don't think she got that far into twilight because it was never mentioned again so i don't think that she got really past the first few chapters
0: oh apparently not because all all obvious signs point to vampire and she's still like alien
1: they're aliens (laughs) she even said that she misses her alien theory. (laughs) yeah yeah that well i was like if um if jackson gave you a book and it was twilight and then you worked out that he was a vampire and then the next the next moment that you meet him would you not quote something from Twilight yeah. just to have fun
0: oh absolutely absolutely she miss
1: she misses an opportunity and it's really sad <laughs>
0: Well, and it depends on if we're quoting book or, or a movie. Do they have the Twilight movie in this universe? I find it kind of weird that they don't, That she hasn't seen the Twilight movies. Um, <laughs> she's just like, after the sh- the chandelier's fallen, she's like, you stopped the car with your hand. <laughs> it's very, very Twilight-esque scene. Um, yeah. But let's see. What did you have as the next point? I didn't know what this refers to.
1: Um, so she she kind of goes through like, okay, so they're vampires, but I have loads of questions. And then she starts asking, like, how do you turn into a vampire? What do they drink? Where do they get their blood from in Katmere? She starts like reeling off her entire inner monologue of all these questions that she needs answering, but she never actually stops and asks any of the vampires throughout throughout all of the three books, she never actually sits down and asks them these questions. She just tries to find out the answers on her own through osmosis
0: (laughs) yeah like she waits around and hopes that someone will slip something maybe she's still not sure if it's an acceptable thing to do to pry upon someone's i don't know yeah i mean maybe it's, it's like um
1: asking a dwarf like how do you drive a car yeah like that would be considered rude but at the same time, there is that curiosity about it and that, like, I want to understand how your world works so I can understand you. But um I think that a lot of the time she just said all these questions, but she never had the time to ask because after now is pretty much nonstop. Um, so. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make for a good story if she just played 20 questions and got all the answers right away either. <laughs> so I, I can understand that. Um, yeah, the chandelier scene, I've actually seen a lot of people like say, Oh, ca- the Crave series is just a twilight knockoff and the chandelier scene is the exact scene as the, the, car scene in twilight The car scene was an
1: accident the car scene was like dry ice wasn't it or black ice yeah yeah Tyler definitely wasn't dry ice there was lots of dry ice in the movies yes but (laughs) the black yeah they they could they lost control of the car and then edward stepped in and saved her but this was like an actual threat against her life
0: well here's Um, the thing is i assume these people didn't read far enough into the books To get that, because I feel like I I went into the series assuming that it was going to be very Twilight esque. And then it, to me, it felt more Harry Potter esque, like just in terms of like the school and the dark academia vibes. Like, you know, I mean, it's very different from Harry Potter, but it was more closely like if I were to compare it to another series, that would be the series that I got the same like internal like vibes from. Like, it hit that nostalgia. It didn't hit my Twilight nostalgia itch.
1: No, I think Twilight was mostly set outside. Like, there wasn't much actually inside anywhere. It was all very, like, natural and woods and showing, like, the sheer power of a vampire, like, running and wolves and stuff as an interaction. Whereas this is very much Grace's interaction with the world. Exactly, Through school.
0: And I like this a lot more. Um, though Twilight does give me those good ambience, like in terms of creating a world that I can feel. Um, I can really feel that world. Katmere, I can I can definitely feel it. I can feel Katmere. Um <clears throat> it isn't one of the strongest worlds that I've read. Like it definitely doesn't compare to walking around Hogwarts and feeling like you know the entire building. Um, but I mean it it, it hits those vibes well. And I think that if we do get that movie by Universal Studios, it will, it will fill- solidify it. Yeah. It'll really fill in the blanks. Like you think you know, and then someone illustrates it. And even if it's not the same as the book, it just becomes the truth. Just like if I read Twilight Now, um, I'm I'm an oldster, so I had the luxury of reading it before uh, you know, the movies were cast, and I had my own you know, idea of what all the characters look like. But now if I go through and read them, it will always be Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson, no matter what, no matter mm-hmm. how hard I try. Same as if you reread Harry Potter, it will always be Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. Doesn't matter who you thought it lo- the characters looked like when you read. If you got, had the, you know, the luxury of being an old stern reading these books before there were movies, you know, there you will still begin to see
1: and you, and you guys all have that priority and the advantage of already having read the series before the movie comes out. Whereas there are going to be a lot of people who will watch the movies and then read the books. Yeah. And like you've already formed your own opinion about what the uniforms look like, what the world feels like, what grace looks like. Uh, how the world interacts with each other and vampires and werewolves and all of these things, the movie directors are going to have their own opinion on what the world looks like and how the characters interact with each other. And in a way, they kind of force that upon the public. And that might be the only thing that the public have reference with. Um, So when they go to read the books, that's all they can see.
0: Yeah. And that, and you know, some of them won't read the books. They'll just see the movie and be like, oh, this is that thing you liked. That's how I felt when I finally went and saw Twilight in theaters. I was just like, oh, <laughs> they murdered my boy that murdered him. <laughs> um And you know, when I tell people like, oh yeah, I love, I love Twilight. It's trash, but I love it. They're like, ew, you mean you like those movies? I'm like, no, I like those books. <laughs> like, Yeah. You um,
1: also get all of the, all of like the, essentially the deleted scenes because... They have to fit something that would take you, or it would take me four or five hours, but it would take the average person a day, two days to read. And they have to condense it into an hour and a half, two hours long. So they're not going to be able to get everything into there. So you're going to be screaming at the TV like, no, you forgot this scene, this this crucial scene. But they're not going to think that it's important. They might place precedence on something else happening.
0: Yeah, or make something up in… Yeah, yeah. like with twilight which Uh, or the end of harry potter (laughs) can you confirm something i know we're getting off topic a little bit but i have to know because i saw a meme a couple days ago and i can't i can't stop thinking about it um i think they said it was the was it the spanish version of um of harry potter that there was no direct translation for voldemort so they so, it it translated to Mister Spooky. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I can go and check my books
1: because I have all of them downstairs. Um, I don't remember that being a thing. <laughs> like, uh, it might be true, but sa- I don't think so. It doesn't sound issue, right.
0: But if so, the issue
1: is uh, the issue is um, like anagrams <laughs> and puns. Just there's sometimes that you just cannot translate them right. Um, and I know that obviously Lord Voldemort was Tom Marvelo Riddle in a different order, but they they might just not have been able to get any names out of either way. <laughs> Mr. Spooky. So Mr. Spooky is a bit of a rubbish. Uh, <laughs> it, d- it, doesn't, it doesn't give those same like creepy uh, annihilator of families, white supremacist vibes. <laughs> Mr. Spooky, <laughs> I,
0: I let like, me let me Google real quick. Yeah, next next Harry Potter read through. I propose that everyone just reads it as Mr. Spooky, and we'll just pencil it in. Um, thing is, you can't you can't even say just Mr. Spooky because it has to be in a Spanish accent as well.
1: <laughs> Mr. <Mister> Spooky.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Um. All right. <laughs> While you're Googling that, um, I'll go ahead and transition us into the cringiest scene of all of the Crave books. I don't care. I, I, I've read all of, all of the books. I've sat through every interview that Tracy has done, just looking for more. I've, I've consumed every bit of Crave content that there is, but I am still not okay with this scene and amber is not okay with the scene because she pointed it out to me right after she read it and i was like yeah that part grace and her little first aid kit sitting sitting jackson down and rubbing ointment in his little his face scratch and just do you not assume that a paranormal is it going to need your little neosporin on the face like <laughs> <and then laughs> why a, does she play why? just why? She sticks a band aid on his face. I just imagine her doing it like like two hands just sticking it on there, just
1: <laughs> the thing is like she does all of that, and then she realizes that cut on his arm is is worse. um so I have an answer for you
0: for Mr. spooky.
1: Mr. Spooky does not exist. Aww. I didn't think it did because I was like, I would, I would have known about this years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Voldemort pretty much stays the same. It's the middle name, so it, it would be Tom. Wait, where's the Spanish? So it would be Tom Sorvolo Riddle, which becomes Soy Lord Voldemort. I am Lord Voldemort. I keep forgetting that the I am is part of the anagram.
0: Aww, I like. <laughs> Lord Spooky. I like Lord
1: Spooky. Mister Spooky.
0: Keep Mister Spooky. I I know it's not. (laughs) I know it's not real, but I. I I still believe in Mister Spooky. (laughs) Mister Spooky exists in all of our hearts. (laughs) Uh, Um. All right. Now we know. In French.
1: In French. His middle name is Elvis. Just so that they can get (laughs) je
0: suis. (laughs) That gave me some fun visuals too. (laughs)
1: Elvis. Elvis. You know, you've got to have Lord Voldemort in that, like, white pantsuit thing with the massive collars. And the hair. <laughs> and the sequins everywhere. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful.
0: Um, so- after- Back to plasters. Huh? Back
1: to band-aids and plasters.
0: Yes, back to our, our little band-aid on the face. Um, one thing that caught me off guard was- when Jackson like Grace says why would someone want to kill me I'm harmless and Jackson says you're a lot of things harmless isn't one of them what does he uh, he thinks she's a human right like there's
1: maybe maybe he thinks like like metaphorically like you're you're not you're not feeble you're not weak you're you're not harmless but at the same time There are a lot of words to describe you but harmless isn't one of them. I I would I would almost take offence to that. Like what does that mean? What do you mean by that?
0: That would make me think that he was calling me a bitch or something. (laughs) Did you Yeah. Like
1: Yeah. Am I dangerous to me? Like are you saying something about the fact that like maybe I've like stabbed you in the heart? I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean she really hasn't done anything like threatening. She hasn't done anything to seem not harmless. She's been a bit of a, a, a klutz and hurt herself a lot, but. Well, I mean, this
1: is, this was another red herring for me to think that she was the one that was causing the earthquakes. Yeah. I was like, oh, maybe it was her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, it, I think that it's just another thing to kind of throw us off track. Um, mm-hmm. and then as all good vampires do, of course, right when Uncle Finn shows up all, you know, trying to, Big, calm Grace down, uh Jackson disappears Oops. along with the rest of the order, furthering her, you know, realization that everybody is a vampire. Though I she was just like, How does he do it? How does he disappear without anybody Like, really, girl? Really? How? You just you just figured everything out and you're still asking dumb questions. Stop it, Grace. Stop it. Um But then Finn takes her to his very plain Jane office in the chapters game um the crave chapters game there is actually a little screenshot of finn's office and i might have a screenshot of it um if i do i will put it on the screen in the uh, youtube video but it didn't look plain i mean they they definitely made it a point to say that his office was very plain in the game but it didn't look all that plain it didn't i when i read it i imagined like a like a a principal's office that is at a normal high school, not like a castle. Yeah, like out of place. I,
1: I thought that because um, when the first read through, I was like, oh, maybe he's still trying to keep up that pretense that he's a normal guy.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like there's nothing, and then he's straight, and then he's straight up like, oh yeah, Macy Macy spilled the beans. She uh she told you that this school is not normal, and um I think. Grace is like, oh, thank God for this! Like everybody is like, we're all honest now. It's all out in the open. There's no, there's no need to hide anything. But um, so why did you hide it?
0: <laughs> yeah, like why, why didn't you say anything? I don't know. When I first got here at the funeral, after I nearly died three times now. Yeah, why now? Will? The
1: one time, the one time where Grace doesn't actually want to talk to him, she wants to be with Jackson and and actually find out more about vampires. He's like, "No, come talk to me about school."
0: Well, I think it's gotten to the point now where he's already assuming that it's a creature trying to get her.
1: Yeah, it is. He's like, well, you're gonna have to know about our world now."
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that he's he's already nervous, so. He's just wanting to try to get things established now that way. Maybe she'll be a little bit more careful about the world, which um, she starts obviously asking questions about her parents. And this is where we start getting some revelations for those who haven't read the full series Um, this probably sounds like a lot of nonsense to you, but I remember my first time reading through, I definitely made it a point to remember this info because I'm like, oh yeah, this, this is a a conversation of significance. But what's really weird about this conversation is there's things that you would think are going to be important. Like for example, he mentions there being six main vampire families, like ancient vampire families. We don't hear about that again. That's no, that's, that's gone. But then there are parts that that we do need to remember like him saying your family risked everything or your father risked everything for the greater good. But as I'll with, tell you about that later. Yeah, we'll we'll cover that later. <laughs> um which we still It's infuriating cuz we still don't know.
1: Guys, if there's ever something really important that you need to tell someone just just tell them don't go i'll tell you about that later because you know it will never happen things things get in the way and then or they find out on their own and then they look at you really judging because you want the one that told them yeah
0: um i just attached a picture from the crave game i thought i had the picture of uh finn's office but i only had one of the cafeteria um i'll go ahead and flash it up on the youtube screen as well Here's here's uh how Uncle Finn was portrayed, and here's how the chandelier scene was portrayed and the and the cafeteria area. If you were curious about what that looks like, it's in the cello card. That's what I that said. That's not who I imagined him looking like. No, me neither. <laughs> I I pictured him to look like Brendan Fraser because I want Finn to be cast as Brendan or I'm sorry, I want Brendan Fraser to be cast as Finn. No spoiler alert, uh Brendan Fraser is Finn. But no, I would that's uh, You know who I, he looks like? Who? He looks like
1: Timothy Oliphant.
0: I don't know who that is. Give me an example.
1: Um, what's what's that new there's the zombie zombie movie with um oh uh, what's her name? Uh it's about realtors who 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 she's a zombie. One what? second. My brain isn't working, it's full of
0: flu. It's full of flu. Well, I have, I have no idea. Um, but feel free to let me, let me know. Um, in the meantime, yeah. So we get all these, these revelations about, you know, Grace's parents and her dad is a warlock. And then she's like, yeah, well, he, he gave up his pa- powers to be with my mom. And Finn's like, no, nah, that's not exactly how that went down. And now I'm like, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah okay which further's you know i had a fan theory in the last episode and maybe we can talk about it a little bit more during the spoiler section but it just further's my my fan theory so um i'm hoping that we're at least close to the point that way we have that that you know little bit of yeah, satisfaction I
1: was of being right. i was intrigued i was like ooh this is a bit of information that i uh, past amber did not have yes um the 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 show is um
0: Santa Clarita Diet Oh, I know what you're talking about now. He looks like Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I, I have a vague, a vague.
1: He's got like that silver fox, but young silver fox.
0: Yeah. Got it, got it. Just for the heck of it, I've placed in the other screenshots of the characters. Now, just, just for fun, so you can see what some of the other characters look like from the game and how they were. Yeah, M- Macy looks exactly
1: like I thought that she would.
0: Yeah, I should have done Jackson. I hated Jackson how he looked in the, <laughs> It was awful. I didn't I didn't take a screenshot of it cuz I hated it. And I think you got to Did you get to choose your Jackson? I think you did. I think you got to choose um Jackson's skin color for the game. So you could have had him Amp kit, Amp kit is
1: exactly how I want to have my hair in the new year. Long. Not not necessarily okay, like colors <laughs> like. Yeah, like the the crazy colors underneath because I'm I'm an artist and I don't get to like actually be crazy
0: you totally can i know right you just don't you just, just don't have don't. the time to do it <laughs> exactly um, um it like i
1: think that hudson, the cast of hudson and the cast of jackson are going to be the most hotly contested i don't think that people are going to have so much of an issue with whoever is cast as grace nah but they're going to probably start riots if the wrong person is cast for hudson
0: no, I agree. I, I'll be, I will, I will stand at that march. I will hold that sign. Same with Flint though. I think that Flint needs to be very careful yeah. cast as well. Um, especially with him being like a really revolutionary gay character. I think that they need to be very careful about how they cast him because he holds a very important role in being one of those characters who is like, he's, he's just so authentically himself while also being gay without it being a trope. And I want to see that on the screen portrayed well. Yeah, I I don't want somebody who's camp straight off the bat
1: and then kind of ruin that whole story progression. Yeah, But I also don't want somebody who is quite clearly straight the entire time suddenly come out and it'd be very wrong.
0: Yeah, exactly. So there is a um,
1: ladybird on my tissue.
0: Oh, well. I don't.
1: Um, it's going to live with me for uh, for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a
0: sign. Um, so we learned a little bit about vampires. Grace did get to ask a couple questions, um, and we learned about the difference between born vampires, which is what Jackson is, and vampires who are made by being bitten, mm-hmm. which is what a majority are. A majority of vampires are apparently bitten and turned into, but. It all depends on the type of venom and the intention there. So, which yeah, you have to bite with intention to turn a vampire. Yeah, which is what I thought when we talked about it last week. Um,
1: yeah, but it sounded as if it's like you got you got to love them first, or you got to really want it. Yeah, it sounded it sounded hinky to me. But there was there was another piece of law that I was like, no, this what, which one? Apparently anyone could have a vampire baby
0: vampire babies can be born to anyone So it's like Did you miss that <laughs> I did so it's like like it's like the birth of Jesus You but- he, he
1: said those are the ones that go like full on rampage because they don't know what they are so they're the ones that create the made vampires because they don't know what they're doing and they get lonely because all of their family die
0: is it like a mortal child from Twilight where they're like a little vampire child or is it like they find out later when they hit puberty and rather than getting a hard on? I don't on... know.
1: I don't know. <laughs> Cuz that's um that's something from uh the Black Dagger Brotherhood. That's one of their things is that they feel out of place until they're a teenager and then they go through the transition and they they never get an erection until they go through that transition. Oh. But yeah, could you, could you imagine like you have a baby and then the midwife gives them to you and you're like, Oh, by the way, there's a vampire.
0: It does, it does like the breaking dawn boob bite. Ah.
1: (laughs) I'm like, thing is, all right. I don't even know whether he meant like anyone within the supernatural world could have one or whether just any human could have one. Cause he, he wasn't very clear and Grace didn't really care
0: no she didn't really ask that many questions after that like she's just like you know i will not ask questions yeah she makes a conscious choice not to ask any more questions which as the reader it's just like (sighs) frustrating i'm like i
1: want to know more this is a silly rule since when was it okay to just thrust vampire babies upon people
0: it's your little bundle of joy (laughs)
1: like grace was outraged by the fact that she'd never know that vampires existed can you imagine being a new mother and suddenly being like brought into the world where your baby has got fangs
0: (laughs) yeah or or you have to wait until they grow their teeth and then you just like walk in on them and they're in their nursery like drinking the family dog (laughs) my god
1: wow you went deep into this fantasy (laughs) i went
0: i went dark yeah um so Finn basically, I mean, with all this, these revelations, he tells her everything, but then he's like, yeah, so the reason I called you in here was, I'm going to send you home. And then, yeah, Grace kind of loses her mind. She doesn't want to go, which, you know, in, in all honesty, I agree. If I struggled to be in a place where a sad, where sadness happened. Um, I don't live in my hometown anymore. I, it, it I can't imagine just, like, returning to... No, you're not the same person anymore. Yeah, like, maybe someday returning just for the memories, but I can't imagine... imagine, And imagine,
1: like, that plus the fact that you've just discovered that an entire new world existed, and then all of a sudden you're back and... like, (laughs) like, um, Like Bella in New Moon, where she has to go back to, like, a mundane existence where essentially nobody else knows that vampires exist and she her, just has to kind of carry on
0: yeah it gives her ptsd like that's everybody asks people are like oh you know the screaming and everything is really that's really over dramatic yada yada i'm like uh first time seeing ptsd huh
1: <laughs> like, it's like, it, that and the fact that you almost begin to convince yourself that because it was such a fleeting moment and now they're gone it never existed in the first place so then you're like kind of borderline gaslighting yourself into thinking that you were insane and that those those moments never really happened
0: yeah and everyone says you know oh Bella's going crazy you know because all the visions of edward those were not real edward was truly gone i i know that every time you read like new moon you have it in your head that maybe he's trying to find a way to communicate with her no that is all in her head the messages to alice alice never sees those um because if she did, then she would have known that Bella was hanging out with Jacob. And when Bella reveals that, Alice is, like, astounded that she's hanging out with a were- werewolf, which is proof that Alice didn't see the emails. So, yeah, it is It is just pure, like, psychopathy. Um, yeah. I can just imagine kind of Grace
1: falling into that, e- even more so... Because she's not even in the same town. At least Bella would still be in Forks, whereas she would be sent back to San Diego and have no one except the human friend of Heather, the werecrab, sorry, uh, friend, <laughs> Heather. And not and not have any of those points of contact anymore. And even if she tried to contact Macy, Macy's like, Well, you've left like It's hard to maintain a conversation. It's hard to maintain contact, like, over distance. Yeah. It really is.
0: And Grace isn't going to be – I'm assuming Grace won't have anyone that she can talk to about this. She couldn't even – if she needed to go to therapy. Speaking of therapy, the therapist gets brought up again. (laughs) We didn't even make a note about that, but the therapist gets brought up again And And blamed for not telling
1: anybody about the fact that they were in a monster school. So yeah, your therapist said that you needed some time to adjust.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, why is Grace... Why does she not see a therapist? All of these children... All of them need to be in therapy. They're they are all messed up. After whatever happened last year with Hudson, there's something wrong. Leah needs to be the first to sign up though, because that girl is Cray Cray. But um
1: Yeah. The <laughs> they whole- could bring Heather's mum in for just like, look, you're gonna hear some pretty kooky things. Um but that doesn't matter because you're you're a mother of a mermaid, it's fine. So <laughs> if you could come in because she's a therapist if you could come in because our therapist seems to have gone AWOL and no one really cares
0: just so everybody's aware if you've missed some of the past episodes we have uh we have theories about mermaids and were crabs (laughs) and we just casually sprinkle them into the podcast and someone's gonna be like where which book was that in
1: (laughs) i've decided that um uncle phil is so good at flying because he's a were falcon (laughs) or a griffin
0: <laughs> that's why he's got his little he's the one who flew grace to catmere so
1: and then disappeared without a trace there should be like CSI san diego going on right now like where is he where, where did he go
0: where is uncle phil last seen in a yellow piper cub um <laughs> didn't take yeah not dressed for the weather <laughs> no
1: what? Maybe, maybe exposed to extreme elements. <laughs> yeah. Did he turn up for the beers? Beers with Uncle? Finn? we we don't know. We don't. We don't know.
0: I mean, he's clearly related. He they, they've made it a point to say that he is Uncle, Uncle Phil. Why is Uncle Phil? I don't know. Um. Anyway, <laughs> and I wonder if it would have been if if if. Grace had been like, Yeah, go ahead and send me home. Would it have been Uncle Phil to fly her back? Oh, oh, we would have got him back. Yeah, this, this, maybe she
1: should have gone home.
0: Yeah, we could have heard, we could have heard all about him and that could have been, he could have his own spin off story.
1: He could adopt her.
0: Yeah, they could fly around together.
1: (laughs) Oh, around the world in 80 days with Grace and Uncle Phil. (laughs) It sounds, it
0: sounds like a sitcom. It does um anyway back to canon back to canon um yeah she's just like no i don't want to go and he's like all right <laughs> you don't have Yeah, to. And this and
1: this is this is the first time she actually says out loud i do not want that and someone's listened to her
0: yeah he listens to her immediately
1: um i'm not sure whether it was because of the outpouring of emotion where he was like oh, i feel awkward here so therefore i'm just gonna let you have what you want um but the fact that he has macy as a daughter he's probably a bit more well versed in teenage emotions and teenage daughters and stuff like that so i don't think that he would give in that easily unless it was the logic that won him over
0: i think it's the logic i think that she put up a very compelling argument
1: yeah and and i also think that there's there's too many times in in books and tv and and just in just in fiction i suppose anytime that a main character who is a human is in a supernatural world and they someone else other than the main character deems it unsafe and r- too risky and dangerous for the main character to be there they ship her off to a completely unprotected place where there isn't anybody that can save her like despite the fact that yes, somebody is out to try and kill her possibly and that there are monsters in the school and X, Y, Z. There is also Jackson and Uncle Phil and Macy and Flint and Leah, maybe. Um, There are people around to save her, to stop bad things from happening. If she went back to San Diego and went looking for the same world, she wouldn't have the same protection again.
0: Yeah. I agree. I agree. And then she would also have to be carrying the weight of knowing those things, which could be, that could lead to self-destructive, you know, mentally at least, self-destructive tendencies as well. So I'm grateful that she got to stay because that would be a very short, boring book.
1: (laughs) Uh. And I'm grateful that she's finally sort of growing. There was was a moment where Jackson was like, this is where I, I told you to go back to your room and I told you to stay there. And she almost stood up for herself and was like, you don't get to tell me where I stay and where I go. I am my own human person. I like am my own person. So her standing up to her uncle and saying, I don't want this for myself. I'd like to make my own decisions. This is what I would like to do. I would like to stay here. And her, him listen is very vindicating for her. And I think that this is actually the first moments that bring us to her character within Crush as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And this is why I don't like Jackson. I know a lot of people think that this is super (laughs) romantic. They're like, Oh, yeah. He's being protective, telling her what to do. That, that's super cute when you first meet someone and you think that they're being protective. But as someone who's been a married or married for 11 years now, I can tell you that that would get old so fast. And I was with a guy for six years before I met my husband who was like that. And it wasn't sexy at all. It was like, Oh, I want to go hang out with my my best friend who happens to be a guy and he's like oh no you're not allowed what
1: yeah i'm not a child um i can kind of do what i want i'm a i'm a an adult
0: (laughs) and then try to villainize the other person like he could hurt you he will hurt you like you don't know that like it's it's the thing is now
1: now that jackson has he's aware that grace has the truth and that she knows the truth and she knows what he is and all of these things, he could have quite easily gone. Okay, now you know what world you're in. Here are a few things to help prepare you and defend yourself,
0: right? Or because security detail, tra-
1: yeah. But like he doesn't. He's like, well, even even now, when you know the truth of this world and how dangerous it is, I'm still gonna make you stay in your room like a child.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could just I have mean a she is a child, order essentially. Follow.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just I think that that could have been a really easy way for him to have got out of that protective toxicity, but he 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 he
0: doesn't. No. Um. Okay. Do you want to hit the last point, and then we will get into our spoilers. Yes.
1: So I don't think Grace has done a single full day's worth of school. <laughs> yeah. No. Nope. Um. Yeah. She she did the the art class tunnel day which ended in her crying on a step somewhere well, um she
0: had a class before that but that she sat she sat through that English class. lit oh okay she did English and then she did art did art and then there was five hours where
1: she didn't really say whether she went to classes or not so in our heads she's only done two, two classes
0: <laughs> yeah and it's been less than a week still
1: yeah. And um, like every time that there's a new day, somebody's gone, I don't think you need to go to classes today.
0: Yeah. Lucky. It's odd. Lucky her.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like lucky her, but also it doesn't give her any way of having any normalcy. No. She keeps on talking about how the rest of the school are like just looking at her as if she's a special case. She is a special case. She's literally getting off of school every single day. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I it, genuinely think that the classes, they haven't changed the curriculum so that she can attend. So they're like, let's just say that she's too sick to go um, because my class really needs to catch up before their test on Monday on wizardry.
0: Yeah, or, I mean, I, I lost that point. I was going to say something and then I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was gone. I, it was there and then it just disappeared before it even fell out of my mouth.
1: Maybe these classes don't even really exist, I think and that they're just that they're just saying like Grace, you sh- you're only allowed to go to English Lit and Art because those are the safe options for us. Um, everything else has got spoilers, in not
0: it? <laughs> spoiler alert classes: the history of the witch trials, and which I mean, she even yeah. she even says that that's a strange,
1: yeah, yeah. But speaking of spoiler alerts. <gasps> One day we'll be able to form our own pack, and we'll be just imperceptible in a pack of wolves. Just
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so Wingo Wednesday, Amber, you wanna? <laughs> I love this. Well, before, just in case you've forgotten, if you haven't read
1: Crush or Covet, make sure to leave now because we're about to get into some some juice.
0: Well, at GCT. At least the first point isn't Gossip. isn't that much of a it's not a big no. reveal.
1: Um so in Crush they introduce Wingo Wednesdays. Cover.
0: Not Crush. Cover.
1: Cover. covet so it's the third book they yep. introduce Wingo Wednesdays. When is Wingo Wednesdays?
0: It is on the first Wednesday of the month.
1: Okay, cuz I thought it was every Wednesday like our Instagram and I think that was why I was so like wait why is there a chocolate croissant in the restaurant?
0: <laughs> Maybe they're little blood bits. Ew! Yeah.
1: Like, we- if she could have possibly thought, "Oh my god, it's a raspberry croissant," and then eaten it and gone. Ugh. You,
0: you know how we say it in America? Please don't say it. Croissant. Oh. <laughs> croissant. No. Can I get it's a? It's not how you say it. Can I get a chocolate croissant? No, c'est un croissant. A croissant, <laughs> croissant. <laughs> What's funny is you'll come for Thanksgiving, and Mark's grandma always makes. She she'll be like, "Do you want a crescent roll? <laughs> 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 like like a crescent moon? Do you want a crescent roll?" Oh <laughs> uh, well, I mean they are kind of crescent shaped.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh wow i'm gonna i'm probably gonna have to bite my tongue a lot with a lot of the pronunciations that i hear from people Janapenos. pennos Jana, oh, oh my god just laugh janna
0: just laugh yeah just laugh and not feel like my point
1: soul it, is being ripped in half
0: point it out every time i want to know every time we say something silly i want to know okay um <laughs> So you know when we did our our non spoiler topics, we didn't bring Flint up at all, but he was totally there oh. for that. And I think that the only reason that I didn't make any notes is that he was acting sketch the whole time.
1: <laughs> it's more sketch than normal.
0: Like he's always been acting a little little sketchy, sketchy. But the the whole "believe me, I intend to" line that was it's really a good to creepy. Yeah. So. um grace says he he,
1: he's very much like uh no 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 no. You, you sit down i'll get your breakfast i'll no i will i'll get your breakfast and she like lists off what she wants and he's not taking note at all he's like just go sit down i'll get you breakfast and he doesn't get her breakfast he watches her walk the entire way and i'm like something's gonna happen
0: well not only that but he tells her exactly where to sit he's like why don't you go sit right over there you go sit right over there and I'll yeah. get you breakfast and then and then he's like what do you want to drink? Oh, t- surprise me. And then he's like I intend to. Like, yeah. What? Creep. Then he sits in And then as Grace is
1: walking, um the order are looking at her with a frown like really concerned and I'm wondering whether they're seeing something on Flint's face. They're not looking at her concerned. They're looking at Flint and going, he's planned something, but we don't know what.
0: Yeah. And then right afterwards, the chandelier falls, which, you know what? Yeah. First read through. I didn't think that he had anything to do with it, which I mean, was no. it Leah? Was it Leah who cut it or was it Flint? <laughs>
1: um, It was one of the werewolves, I think, wasn't it? Because that's what the scene is about to happen in a minute. Because it, the the scene ends with another earthquake. And I think it's Jackson beating up C-C-Cole? Cole. What's his name? Cole. I was going to call him Callum.
0: <laughs> Cole. Cole. Um, Cole. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, so, wait, so was it Flint? I can't remember. Was it Flint who wanted the... I think
1: Flint made a deal with one of the werewolves... But then werewolves can't do that. They can't break chandeliers. I
0: don't think, I think that the rope was ground level because they use it to lower and it was the rope that had been cut. But I think that the rope, because oh. they lower it to clean it. So it would have been low down where it would have been cut. Oh, so
1: I, I just, I loved, I loved the line as well when she's walking over and she sees the order and then she says, so I do anything when you're, um, I do the one thing that you can do when you're trying to avoid a male choose another male's territory
0: oh <laughs> i don't like i don't like that combination of words what male. i think of like it's probably because i'm rereading uh aaron hunter's warrior cat series with my daughter who is nine that was my favorite series when i was a like middle schooler um but like when you talk about like territories and things it's like they i'm yes, always thinking animalistic yeah well they pee like the cats it's t- it <laughs> says like that when they're on a patrol like that they'll say that like they mark their stent or their scent on the perimeter but obviously they're peeing so i'm just thinking about ooh, does cat Mirror academy smell like pee
1: <laughs> there is a terrible terrible smut series called kindred brides um i wholeheartedly recommend anybody above the age of 18 who well i mean we're we're not prude. So anybody who is of smut reading age. Um, I wholeheartedly recommend that you read it just for pure entertainment, but there it is all about scent marking uh scent marking a female. (laughs) So it's really, really cringy. But there's this moment in the first book where she walks through the unmated male section by accident and they're all like, Hey baby, how you doing? She's like, Oh no, I don't smell like I belong to someone. Oh no, what will they do?
0: (laughs) And then they, they all like lift their legs and pee on her gross it's grim e- you yak. um
1: <laughs> let's see yeah when he when he's watching her he's watching her to walk walking all the way to this table it's, it's <laughs> like he's like okay i've set this up i have to make sure i don't fail because he's already failed twice
0: Mm-hmm. yeah and where is he after it falls he, oh he's, he's getting, gone no he's getting into it with liam remember he was like Who's Liam? The other.
1: Or did you say Leah? What? Did you say Leah or Liam? Liam. Oh.
0: I think that he was fighting at the perimeter because remember the the order is surrounding Grace and Jackson and and Macy making sure that nobody passes through. And then she points out that nobody is trying to approach them. Everybody's standing at the perimeter of the room watching except for Flint who is arguing with, I believe, I believe she said it was Liam who he was arguing with. Has Liam been mentioned before? Yeah. Who's Liam? One of the vampires. One of the members of the order.
1: Do you, oh, do you mean... Oh, I don't know. Do you mean Luca?
0: No, Liam. L-I-A-M. Oh. Liam. Has, oh. Has your brain just skimmed, skimmed over this member of, yeah, of the order? Him and
1: Raphael.
0: And Raphael. So there's Luca, Makai, Liam. Well done. Uh... Raphael, Jackson, crap, who else am I thinking? There's more than that.
1: I can't remember. Um, There's the guy that is named after the poet. Uh, I'm not sure. It's like a really depressing poet. Beginning with B? Byron. That's it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That one. But yeah, th- but Flint is there. He's arguing with one of the members of the order and I wonder if like cuz I read it and I'm like, oh, he's arguing cuz he wants to get in there into the circle and and you know, make sure that Grace is okay. No, maybe he's not. Maybe they called him out. Maybe they were like, what yeah, I think were they did, doing? Yeah. Yeah,
1: cuz they they were looking over at Grace before she made the d- well, before she made the decision to go and sit on Flint's table. They were looking at her thinking, okay, something's going to happen. And they saw Flint watching her.
0: Yeah. And it's not like he has a tray full of food in his hands. So he obviously didn't actually get in line to get her lunch. He was watching her. No.
1: Yeah. Also, so, how did you feel about him? So he had the conversation before she left, before he said that he was going to get her food. He said, I don't like your appearance today.
0: I mean, she's all cut up.
1: Yeah, but I'm like, was he also looking at her wound in her neck? Because he wouldn't have known that the glass broke. The only people that knew were Maurice Uh-oh. Marissa or whatever her name is, and then the the order who were clearing up the glass. So I'm wondering whether he had put two and two together and thought, I've seen you with Jackson, now you have a wound on your neck. Everything else had healed.
0: I'm not sure. I didn't I didn't take it as that, but that's definitely a possibility. Um, because well, it's only been a day. Bitch, I
1: was supposed. Bitch, I was supposed to be the only person that was gonna hurt you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's a possibility, but you would think, yeah, you would think that if he was aware of the accident, that he would have led with that, like he would have said something about it, or if I mean, if he wasn't aware, he would have said like, "Whoa, what happened to you?" But no, he he uh, is obviously acting like he knows that something has happened. He's not surprised at all that she's. All bandits. It's creepy. Up. He was creepiest in this scene. Yeah. Um.
1: So yeah, then my other the one was like, anyone can have a vampire baby.
0: <laughs> anyone, anybody can. Anyone. have Anyone. Um. And, and as as always, Finn gets called away before we get any more information. But yeah, he gets a he gets a call. Someone, Gladys. Uh, His secretary is, like, buzzing him in. nine o'clock is on the phone. It's Uncle Phil, clearly. (gasps) Don't tease me. It's Uncle Phil is his nine o'clock. He's canceling. He already (laughs) called up Uncle (laughs) Phil and told him that he was going to fly Grace back, but now he's got to cancel, and that's his nine o'clock. That's-
1: that's See, I had a fleeting theory that it was going to be um, Cyrus, but I don't. I don't think so, because I think that that wasn't until Crush when they had, like, organized them to come to the the school.
0: Yeah, it could, maybe, maybe Flint's mom. He's calling up Nuri being like, hey, your son's being super sketchy. (laughs) Maybe you should be aware.
1: Also, I don't. I don't think that it was like that. It had to be an appointment. It can't have just been a phone call. It was actual appointment. You're like nine o'clock. Nine, you're nine o'clock, which means that it was pre-scheduled. It wasn't something that had just happened, and that he needed to phone a parent. It was something that was going to happen, or could have just been tracy's way of ending the scene. <laughs>
0: That's true as well. I have a feeling it plays no significance. So anything that we <laughs> write in is just for our own entertainment and everyone listening, feel free it's to was his therapist. Yes, it's the therapist. He's
1: and... he's getting his therapy, but no one else is.
0: He's he's or he's finally trying to get Grace into therapy. Like, hey, she needs it now more than ever. I think I've just traumatized her, but I'm not sure. She's taking this <laughs> way too well. <laughs> Um. All right, so are we ready to fan pull it up? Yes, we are. All right, I will let you read them this week since you asked the questions this week.
1: Okay, so had the chandelier hit Grace, do you think that she would have turned into A, a dead person, or B, <laughs> a gargoyle?
0: Oh, man. You know... I read Witch's Court, which I assume you haven't done yet. (laughs) Amber, Um, I, you know, she, if we're going with, okay, if we're going with our theory that the tea is what has kept her from transforming and she's been without it for like a week now, and I, I'm also kind of going on the theory that her mom was also one of the remaining gargoyles and that she was drinking the tea to hide herself since Cyrus was going after all of the gargoyles, killing them all, and they were trying to keep her safe. And that's why Finn also said that there it was a bigger – it was something much bigger than just, you know, that Grace was a human because – or that her dad lost his powers because he fell in love with a with a human. So, in assuming that that is all canon and that our assumptions are correct and our theories are correct, I'm going to say yes because I think enough time has passed that Grace has not drank her tea that if put at extreme risk she could have potentially turned to stone.
1: I'm going to say no. No. Because the entire scene in the dungeon, not once did her powers come out to save her. Okay, okay,
0: yeah.
1: Like, not one, like, not even like a, oh, this is weird, why is this happening? Like, tingling sensation of magic, like nothing, straight up, she was human the entire time.
0: Okay, well, think about it like this, though. Hudson's sword was a killing blow coming down on her, right? The chandelier was a killing blow. If it, it would have killed her- on impact. The only thing that happened to her in the dungeon, there was no point in which it would have been a killing strike. Yeah, Flint grabbed her and held her arm, but there were no killing strikes taking place. So, you know, maybe it could be like one of those like moments of absolute need sort of Gryffindor, like it will happen only if you are about to die and you you have to do it. So we could, you know, but but i think you're right she's been put in danger multiple times and hasn't turned
1: no and I, I also think that um isn't there a scene within the dungeon where um the magic is like affecting her i can't remember because that would be odd let's get to, I guess, let's let's get to that scene as well before we before we try and remember what actually happened because yeah. Isn't she supposed to be impervious to magic as well? So I love the ways that they are trying to kill Grace are very mundane and non-magical. Yeah. <laughs> Magical was used, but it's almost like they kind of know that they're going to have to go somewhere like somewhat accidental death. They can't just straight up like people would know if they used their Vada kind of yeah. thing.
0: Yeah. if, if, if Flint just roasted her. Like with fire yeah. breath,
1: people would be like, "Well, clearly a dragon did this, but if she fell out of a tree, could have been an accident."
0: Exactly. Um, well, the audience said only twenty two percent said that she would die. Seventy eight percent think that she would turn into a gargoyle. So that's that's interesting.
1: I mean, I mean, I would love to think that her gargoyle would come and save her. But at the same time, I'm like, well, if it was a case of the fact that she hadn't drunk the tea in long enough that now her gargoyle was the kind of brimming underneath the surface, wouldn't that mean that her gargoyle would have saved her in the dungeon? Yeah, but she but That's just me.
0: She does get that intuition though, that voice that she later says that she thinks was the unkillable beast. She's had that once outside the library when she found Leah doing her freaky chant. And then it happens again in the dungeon where she gets that feeling that she should turn around when she's down there with Flint and Leah. And then it happens again when she uh when she's about to get, you know, murdered by Leah down in the in the tunnels. Um So maybe, you know, if I know that you kind of have some issues with with the idea of that actually being the unkillable beast talking and not her personal gargoyle or her intuition or whatever it is. She thinks it's the unkillable beast, but it it sounds more of an intuitive thing. Yeah,
1: there was even a glimmer of that in today's scene as well, I think. When she's walking away from Flint, she feels like she should run into the corner and hide. Yeah, but... But she doesn't.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Um,
1: It might, it could just be self-preservation or it could be a genuine, like, connection with the unkillable beast.
0: Yeah. And, you know, even, even though some people might call this as, like, a plot hole... I like that Tracy gives us these little holes in the story because it leaves. Opens it up for discussion. <laughs> yeah. It gives us, it gives you a reason to think and try to, you know, connect things together. So, um, all right. Do you want to move on to our question that we asked fans this week? I love the picture, yes. by the way. If you guys are watching <laughs> on YouTube, you can see it. Um, but the, the story picture that Amber made was, uh, very funny only because there was a sparkly Edward.
1: so my question to you this week was what is your favorite vampire lore from any universal fandom so um that they sleep in coffins that they drink blood that they can't go out in the sun that they um sparkle that they can fly they can transform into a blat a blat a bat (laughs) and what is your favorite hmm
0: well, Amber, what's what's yours? I, you know, because I haven't read, despite the fact that everybody thinks like Starla loves vampires, I actually haven't read a lot of vampire books because they really aren't my favorite. It's just some of my favorite books happen to have vampires. But I'm not overly like obsessed with vampires on their own. So
1: I um, have read the Black Dagger Brotherhood books. I've, I've mentioned them before. Um, and... Um, th- within those books it is a I think the way they can eat all food and there's there's no such thing as like they have to just eat blood. Like they can eat any food um and they can only feed from members of their own race that of like so they would share blood to essentially like keep them satiated and they only really needed to feed like once a month because their blood was so potent whereas if they fed from humans they'd have to feed daily to kind of keep themselves energetic and um, i quite liked that because it was just like they they immediately put humans at unease ease because nobody would like expect to see vampires sat down eating a meal um so yeah that, that was that was fun um and i also liked the sort of adolescence thing where they would they would go for their entire life not not feeling like they fit in anywhere, and then they would go through that transition and become the best they could possibly be because they were they were made and born to be a vampire, but they just weren't able to be a vampire until they were 25. I think 25 mm. is the coming of age. Yeah, they, they, they can't go out into the sunlight um, and um, they build, because they're, they're an entire civilization, so they build houses that have, like rafters that shutter windows <laughs> during the day so that they don't get burnt. Alright. Uh, and then in vampire diaries, I loved the fact that they could just magic a ring to wear so that they could just go out into the sun. So <laughs> but they these ring these rings were apparently really, really rare because nobody knew a witch.
0: Convenient that's uh. That's that's. I think that it, that I
1: think that was a scripted thing because they realized that they didn't want to shoot in the dark all the time.
0: Maybe it's maybe that's Grace's ring that she's wearing from from Hudson. It's keeping keeping something terrible from happening. Every maybe. that's one of the biggest questions that we get is what what we think the ring what it is what it. I signifies. have
1: absolutely no guesses.
0: Me neither. Me neither. I'm I am. I don't want to have a guess. I want to be surprised. I'm not gonna fan Everything. theory that one. Everything I could possibly think of
1: would not be a Hudson thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like it would be lukewarm Hudson. I want smouldering, hot, fiery pits of hell Hudson promise. Not like a, I promise to love you forever. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Ugh. (laughs) That's beautiful.
1: I want to, I promise to disintegrate every living being that comes within an inch of you if they harm you. Like, ooh, okay. I can deal with that. Yeah. But even that, that's not Hudson.
0: Tracy, there's a lot of pressure here, in case you're listening. We're we're very eager. It, it will <laughs> it, we will get it in court. They they've made a very big deal about like Grace pointing out that she doesn't know what the ring is. So um Okay, so I don't I'm trying to think of what vampire books I've actually read. And I really I'm embarrassed to say this, but I believe that twilight and craver the only vampire books i've read um other <laughs> and, and you know i've seen like interview with vampire and um i've watched plenty of vampire movies <laughs> blade um but
1: i love the i love the ones that take the piss out of normal vampire lore they're like what about garlic and they're like mm, I, love, num, 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 I love garlic <laughs> yeah
0: yeah that's you know that's just in stories um, like immediately, immediately puts
1: the humans at like a fear because they're like, oh no, like the normal things that I would think that would work really are not going to help me <laughs> in this situation. Oh no.
0: Um, so this, I, I guess this qualifies for a book like our, our nerd audience will, will know. Poor Amber won't. Um, but I am big into the, uh, Helsing manga and, I've watched the original Helsing, uh, anime, and then obviously Helsing Ultimate for anybody who follows, but the vampires, they are based, uh, loosely on the original story of Van Helsing and Dracula and, um, you know, Dracula, like, and his transition into, uh, Alucard, draw, yeah, um, into Alucard but one of the things that I really like about that particular series and how they portray Alucard he is he is the most powerful thing in the world he is the there is nothing more powerful than than Dracula he is the most powerful thing in existence and the way that he became so powerful was he accumulates every single soul that he drinks and that's when he he can un he can like release these power restrictions when allowed by the Helsing organization because they have a hold on him. The Helsing family owns him. And if they release his power restriction, he can let it out based in certain levels depending on how much he needs to use. Like, you know, a level a level five I think is nothing. It, it he, he just kind of – I mean it's not nothing. He completely detonates. But a level one is the most powerful. And when he finally does release that – he has like 500,000 souls within him that he releases all at once. And it is literally just a river of corpses that washes through London and it just mm. annihilates everything. The entire story is set in London and it's very, they destroy London and everybody in it. The entire, they, they completely burn London town. Um, Amber. What a shame. It is, it is a great series because there are, there are, um, the opposing side is all Nazi vampires and a very Hitler-esque character. And it's just so obscure and crazy, but it's just vampires destroying Nazis. <laughs> and it's really, it's really interesting. Um, but I love the idea of collecting the souls that you feed on. For one, carrying mm-hmm. their burdens and their life within you so that you're not just killing for sport. It does come at a cost to you. But for two, being able to use those as a weapon, which in the book that I wrote, uh, the channel, I loosely, um, did that with my character Dax, who is a summon and he accumulates, um, negative emotions and can detonate in a similar way where he becomes super duper powerful when he releases them like a storm cloud becoming too heavy. Um, but yeah, so that's that little bit of lore is my personal favorite um because i think that it's a really power i i like that like the all-powerful concept same with yeah. i remember when we read covet hudson. and finally we get hudson like unleashing at the island yes i remember it, amber messaged me and she was just like whoo.
1: <laughs> I, I sent the um the james McAvoy um gif of just him fattening his face like whoo, whoo yeah that's that was me through the entirety of covet
0: yeah and where, where grace is like i knew that he would destroy the entire world for me and it's just like oh yes
1: oh yes um i think there's there's like a it's the um a good guy would sacrifice me to save the world but the bad guy would destroy the world in order to save me just, that's that's the trope we want
0: oh yeah the selfish desire like i know it's selfish but oh yes
1: i want a guy to ruin the world for me
0: that trope <laughs> um we should that needs to be our next fan poll or maybe we'll wait until we get to that part of covet and that can be our fan poll like what what do you find more attractive like sac- they will sacrifice you to save the world or they will sacrifice the world to save you yeah
1: um um so Starla, what what, what did um what did what did the pa- the fans say
0: Let me refresh it. We actually, because we posted this like right before we uh, started recording. So we didn't get as many answers as I had hoped, but we've got a couple. So let me get those pulled up here. Okay. So um, (laughs) one person said the fangs and the humanity switch. Oh, okay.
1: So that is a vampire diaries thing. Okay. Okay so if the emotions get too much for them to deal with um because they feel emotions on a very heightened level as a vampire they have a thing that they can just switch and all of their emotions are turned off and they just become either the most efficient being they possibly could be or they become just a psychopath essentially they have no emotions so therefore anything goes um and uh yeah it was a it was a really interesting concept and I actually forgot about it until you just said
0: Oh okay so like like newborn vampire twilight
1: Uh yes but you could also is it's almost like a a switch where you become an emotionless version of you oh. so if you are a really efficient um and controlling person when you flip that switch, you still maintain those levels of your personality, but your emotions are gone and replaced with logic. Got it. So you just, so if you, if more instinctual, yeah, if you were put in a position where you had all of your family members and they were all but held with a knife point um, and you said, right, you have to choose the, the best person. You have to choose a person that you let live. Everybody else must die. If you had your humanity switch turned off, you would make the most logical choice without question straight away because your emotions are not, are not there.
0: Got it. Okay. That's interesting.
1: So it, it was a weird concept. And uh, apparently the the struggle is getting someone to turn it back on because when they turn it back on, they feel the guilt of everything they did whilst they had the switch off.
0: Yeah. And it seems like the logical point choice would be to leave it off, which is what. Yes. Got it. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. I haven't heard that one. Um One person had said, I love that some get special abilities, like in Twilight. I think that the Cray mm-hmm. vampires get special abilities too, don't they? Yep. Makai gets um the Jasper calming effect, right?
1: Yes. And um then it, we obviously have like this disintegrating and we also have the blimp
0: um oh yeah jo- jackson and topic. in
1: twilight twilight diaries in vampire diaries <laughs> you become uh so they pick a personality trait that is the most important to you at that time when you become a vampire so for example caroline is a very efficient and um in control person so she becomes a vampire who is so in control of her own self um, so she doesn't feel the cravings as badly she doesn't um get that need to do anything she doesn't feel the violence anymore elena when she becomes a vampire she becomes a very emotional version of her vampire so she becomes deliriously happy or very very angry
0: it's really interesting got it okay so that's not just an exclusive to like no yeah. i think it is something
1: it's something that they're like, they pick, they pick a trait and then they go okay we're going to make this most important part of their character
0: got it okay um let's see one person said speed which yeah i think yeah. that i think i think speed's kind of a factor in most vampire yeah i think it's in all of the ones i've read yeah or or the ability to like change into a bat and disappear you know there's always a way to get to to get gone <laughs> fast yeah um one of these, I believe, is in Spanish and I can't read it. So Amber, that will be Let me go. that see, they're challenging you. This week we talked about, um, we did like an AMA in the, on the Crave series aesthetic page and a lot of questions about, um, Amber's like different languages because she speaks several different languages. We had a lot of questions about that. So now I think that you're going to start seeing a lot of questions, not in English because people are going to do it too to challenge you but i'll go ahead and read the other one while you're pulling it up um well uh that that
1: one i it's not in spanish i think this is in portuguese oh is it in um, portuguese uh well brilla is spelt with a h so i think that this is portuguese um but it's uh, saying i love that edward sparkles in the sun
0: ah okay or so-
1: shines in the sun
0: Okay, cool. So that's the same as the other one that we got that said they sparkle in the sun. I just think that that's so silly and funny. So two people said the <laughs> sparkling. You know, okay. I know that this is a really long episode, but I I just thought to leave you guys with, when I first read Twilight, there were no Twilight movies. Therefore, there was no imagery for the sparkling in my head. And what the movies did is not what I pictured. I pictured their skin to be almost like iridescent. It, yeah, it has like a like a sheen to it like like when light catches on a sun catcher type thing, but not glitter. I didn't think it to be like <laughs> glitter, sparkle, you know like you spread some sparkly body mist on you. Um, that's not how I pictured it at all. I pictured it more like opalescent
1: i pictured it like their skin was made out of like a crystalline rock so yeah. um it was really like hard edged so every time they did move in the sun it wouldn't glitter but it would it would give that edge of like a wet rock
0: <laughs> yeah yeah just just that iridescent shine to it yeah i, I think wet it- wet
1: rock does not sound sexy though either so no wet. maybe rock. maybe they did something right with glitter <laughs>
0: On that note, guys, Um, thanks so much for listening to this, this longer episode. I think that it's a good balance when we can do a long episode and then a shorter episode. Let us know, though, you should send us a message on Crave Series Aesthetic on Instagram. Do you mind the longer episodes? Do you prefer prefer the short episodes? Or do you like how we kind of alternate just depending on uh, the content that we read? Because I feel like sometimes there needs to be more discussed especially when we have a good fan theory that we want to share with you uh especially if that ends up coming true and then amory and i of course get that little satisfaction that we were right we were right ha ha ha
1: um Um, i was also asked to speak some spanish on this podcast so i'm just gonna say no olvide a seguirnos a instagram at crave series aesthetic um y si quieres puedo puedo leer sus mensajes en español porque lo lo puedo
0: yes that
1: america i said don't don't forget to follow <laughs> us on instagram
0: i i heard the instagram part i gathered i gathered that much
1: i don't know what Did else you get the at crave series aesthetic yeah
0: yeah i i understood that part yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful that was beautiful thank you I th- i think that the um
1: so, like, I was, I was thinking of starting the, um, the episode with, <laughs> hola, so constipado. <laughs> 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 which sounds, which is amazing. It sounds like I'm constipated in all languages, <laughs> but in Spanish, it just means that my nose is constipated. <laughs> I, I have the flu, oh. but I thought that I would be a grown up and leave it to the end.
0: That's okay. I think that you should do it next week just to throw them off. Think of a good a good <laughs> Spanish phrase to start with. But make it something random that doesn't make sense. He's like, oh, my God, I'm so embarazada.
1: All the Spaniards are laughing. <laughs> it, it sounds like
0: embarrassed.
1: It means pregnant. <laughs>
0: oh, there you go. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. And we will see you next week where hopefully we can talk about a guide to Catmere Academy. So, woo! all right, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.